Ryder Cup, Kempi. I was lucky enough to play the Ryder Cup 2010, 2010 at uh, Celtic Manor. The course they played in 2010, Ryder Cup, Celtic Manor, went into the changing room, sat at the one and only Tiger Woods locker, Ooh. and it was such a good day. Such a good day. We were playing Wales. That's obviously in Wales. And uh, we were playing them, and we got to go and play in that course, and it was hard. It was the hardest course I've ever had to play. Windy as hell, but long. Long. Like you'd hit a bomb drive. And you still have four iron, you know, three hybrid, three wood in on a par four. Mm. Man, it is difficult. I love the Ryder Cup. Every time this comes around, I get excited as hell that this potentially. I know there's been a lot of news in regards to USA and a team international, the President's Cup. Now, this doesn't compare. This is the ultimate of the ultimate for these golfers. I was going to ask you, Izzy, what do you think about the idea? Mm. You know, You know Eurovision. Right, which is supposed mm-hmm. to be just European. Yep. Well, the Aussies are in yep. on that now, right? So there's the, the Aussies managed to get it on Eurovision. <laughs> Given that there's so many gun Aussie golfers, I mean, you're right, President's Cup, no one really cares. But do you reckon mm. the, the, the Aussies should be part of Europe now for, for, for the Ryder Cup? Uh, yeah, if they didn't have President's Cup, I'd say yes, but because they've got President Cup, that, that and it allows for international golfers to take on the United States. So I, I think you stay with the tried and true. This is Europe. This is the European golfers, and they have got some fantastic golfers around the globe that can compete. So I hear what you're saying, but nah, we've got to keep it separate. This is their own entity, and this is their own makeup, and there's rules and legislations to be a part of it. So you got to keep it that way, I feel. And Bob Herrick will probably... Reiterate my comments, I'd have to say. Bob, appreciate you tuning in, mate, and joining us. How you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. Good morning. Thank you so much. Well, Ricardo asked me the question about the European team, the Ryder Cup. With so many Australians down under, particularly Kiwis, he posed the question, would you allow Australia to be a part of the European team, Ryder Cup team? I said President Cup is there for a reason, but... It's not the same. Yeah, it's a good question. Um, you know, there have been there have been these uh, ideas that have you know cropped up over the years to maybe enhance the competition uh, or to give you know those from outside of the U.S. and Europe a shot at this. But you know, to be honest with you, I, I just I think it's really good the way it is. Um, you know, and um, you know, they've, they've, uh, look, the, the European team has done really, really well as, as is, you know? And, uh, so I, I like there, there've been other ideas like stretching it out to four days, like the president's cup or, you know, doing the, the pairings like they do at the president's cup where it's not a blind draw. But I think the way the, the Ryder Cup is, which has basically been this format, uh, I want to say since the early '80s. Um, you know, it just works. It's 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 very it's been very successful, and and I think they'd be they'd be kind of um, it'd be a tough tough call to mess with it, I guess. Yeah, I love it. In all of my competitions, we always try and imitate what's going on in the Ryder Cup. We play a thing called the lead, and we 
play a similar format, and it's such a great thing to watch. But what do we know much about Marco Simone of the golf club in Rome? First time the Ryder Cup has ever taken place in Italy. Yeah, you know, my, my um, you know, sort of what I've heard about it, it's, it, the, the reviews have not been great, to be honest. Mm. Um, and uh, I understand it's a hilly course. It's got a lot of undulation. It's got some tough walks. Um, they'll, I'm sure they'll set it up however, you, however the Europeans want it, you know, probably like they did in Paris, you know, tight fairways, tough, rough, make it hard, hard to hit fairways for the Americans. Um, but, you know, I, I guess what I, I also always go back to is, is, you know, you could almost play the Ryder Cup in a parking lot and it, and it wouldn't matter. You know, like I think the golf course matters less at a Ryder Cup than it does say in a major championship because it's, because it's, you know, one-on-one or, or two-on-two over a hole the holes themselves don't matter as much altogether as just the, the ability to, you know, have a fair test and have these guys battle it out. Um, it's, it's why I think Europe has gone to this model of, of sort of, you know, putting it up to the highest bidder. You know, these golf courses in Europe pay a huge premium to host the Ryder cup, hoping to bring, uh, you know, notoriety and, 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 you know, attention to their course, you know, thinking it's going to pay off down the, down the line. And, and, and I think there's, there's some pretty good anecdotal evidence that, that the courses that have had it in the past have really prospered, you know, the K club in Ireland, uh, um, uh, Celtic Manor in Wales, you know, they, they, they had like one of the G eight summits come there, uh, after the Ryder cup, it probably never happens without the Ryder cup. Uh, so, so I mean, it's it's more about that than it is the actual how good the course is. Yeah, we just had, we just had Izzy touch on that, Bob, and he he said that he'd played one of the Ryder Cup courses and sat at Tiger um, Tiger's locker, uh, just getting that feel of the Ryder Cup. You've got mm. the you've got the teams being finalised early next month. What, what have you got? Who are your boulders? You know what? On the U.S. side, it's wide open right now. Mm. Um, I think it's really hard to say because, uh, you know, you've got, you've got a solid group that, you know, is going to be in there after this week, actually the BMW championship, the top six will be decided. And it's pretty much, um, you know, going to be for the U S side, uh, you know, Scotty Scheffler, Wyndham Clark, Brian Harmon, Brooks Kepka, Patrick Cantley, and Xander Shoffley. Those six are probably locked in and then you've got like jordan spieth who it's hard to imagine they wouldn't take him and um you know probably like the colin morikawa now now you're up to eight but who are the remaining four you've got you've got cam young you got tony fina you got justin thomas you now have lucas glover making a push he's won two Mm -hmm. tournaments in a row his form is outstanding ricky fowler has played very well this year um you know, what about Bryson DeChambeau from Liv? You know, does he deserve talk? I mean, I, I don't think it's an easy call here. And, and this, is, this is why when we get to this point, it, it's really to me more about how do you fit the pieces together? Um, you know, how do you it, – it's not about who deserves it. It's who, mm. who meshes the best with the guys that you know are going to be there to make those teams. 
You know, on the European side, I, I think there's been this sense that they're going to be these huge underdogs, but but I just have I just have a feeling they're going to be very very formidable. You know, you still got Rory, you got Rom, you've got Shane Lowry, you've got uh, Matt Fitzpatrick, mm-hmm. uh, you know Ter- Terrell Hatton. Uh, these guys are you know hardcore good players, and while they might not have the depth, they're they're going to have some strong players on that side. So, so I get a sense that, uh, Bob, that a lot of politics comes into play when you're selecting these teams. Luke Donald, Zach Johnson are the captains. When you look at the USA team, Wyndham Clark, like who would have thought he would be in the top two and already qualified? Obviously, no, no surprise, he won the US Open, so he has to be there some there or thereabouts. Yeah, you know, the, the crazy thing on the US side is you definitely have two guys who nobody saw coming, and that's Wyndham Clark and, and Brian Harmon. I mean, they just would not have been on our radar three months ago, four months ago. You know, Wyndham Clark won his first tournament uh, in his career on the PGA Tour back in May. Harmon hadn't won in six years before he won the Open. Those guys are locks for the team now, and and we just wouldn't have thought they'd be part of it. On the other hand, you wouldn't have thought that Justin Thomas – would fall so out of so far out of form, uh, at least oh. here in in the last couple of months that 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 we'd be actually debating it, you know, like whether or not he should be on it because he's been one of the U.S.'s best players in these team competitions going back five or six years. So, um, yeah, there is some politics. I think you know Zach Johnson, uh, and look behind the scenes, Tiger has a big influence. And and you know Tiger's good buddies with Justin Thomas. That's why I think he Thomas can't leave JT out. No chance. <laughs> right. I, I I just think that in the end that's going to matter. Tiger knows how how strong of a player Thomas is. Uh, and 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 look, another thing is form is fleet. That old line form is fleeting. The class is permanent. But but I mean really form is fleeting both ways as we speak right now. I mean the Ryder Cup is still six plus weeks away. I mean, when when they conclude the tour championship next week and then make the picks a couple days later, you're still going to have over a month before the Ryder Cup. Who's to say that anybody who's playing great now will be playing great a month later? Mm. Who's to say that anybody who's playing lousy now won't be playing great then? You know, that's why I think you have to kind of go by a mixture of both. And if you think that somebody's going to make for a good teammate and a good partner, that might that might be better than somebody who's just, you know, well, wow, he's played really well this year, and, and we need to put him on the team. Bob, do you see, I mean, you kind of touched on it there about, you know, guys who have maybe done well in the Ryder Cup in the past but aren't in great form, but are there players that, like, you know, you see regularly smashing it on the PGA or, P, or DP tours that then struggle when you come to these different formats and playing team golf, or conversely, guys that maybe are just middling players on tour, but you know when it comes to team formats and things like that, they tend to shine? Yeah, I mean, I yeah, think Polter. that does happen both both ways. Yeah, sure, Poulter. <laughs> Look, the last Ryder Cup uh, in Europe, they went with a bunch of veterans for their picks that, that a lot of people questioned. Uh, Poulter, Sergio, uh, Stenson, maybe Westwood was one of them. Those guys all delivered. You know, uh, didn't work out that way for the U.S. So it's something to keep in mind. I mean, the U.S. has been criticized for going with the old guard too much. Uh, and, and I think they've tried to get younger and they try to get more guys some experience. Uh, so then there's a guy like Tony Finau who, who I don't think, I don't think I even named him before, 
You know, he's been on a bunch of these teams lately. He's been really solid. But he's like 17th or 18th in the points. It's crazy. He's not even in them. He's not even close to qualifying on his own, let alone being in the top 12. But yeah, Tony Finau, you know, won a tournament earlier this year. Um, he's he's played some solid golf. Uh, he's and he's been through this. Uh, hits it far. I mean, is he is he worth having on the team? I mean, these are these are the tough decisions that have to be made. And I, another one, I'll go back two years. Two years ago, at this time, they were the U.S. really kind of had its team decided, but they couldn't figure out who they wanted the last guy to be. The last guy was Scotty Scheffler. I mean, and he had a great Ryder Cup, and it sort of propelled his career. You know, yeah. I mean, sometimes you take a flyer on somebody, and uh, you know, because Scheffler had not had not won yet at that point. Uh, a guy like Cam Young hasn't won, but he's been a pretty solid player. So you pick somebody like that. It's uh, it's going to be fascinating to see how it plays out. Mate, when you look at the, the two teams, we've got two qualifiers for both uh, USA and Team Europe. Particularly with Team Europe, when I'm going through the list, I've got Rob McIntyre, Victor Hovland, Tyrrell Haddon, and Tommy Fleetwood. Do you see those changing much over the next couple of weeks? Someone there out of those names that is a dead set certainty. Well, I think I think Fleetwood is is a certainty for sure. Hatton is a certainty. McIntyre is a little bit of an outlier in that you know he's mm. he's he's been on the outside looking in all year. Uh, he did have a great Scottish Open where Rory clipped him on the last on the last hole. Um, it, it might behoove him to have some have some form here coming up. Um, he does have some experience, so you know I, I do think again it goes down to more. What does Luke Donald want to do in terms of his teams, in terms of his partners? It's it's really about that. Like who have have any of these guys played well at that course? You know, McIntyre played the Italian Open this year, I believe, which was held on the same course. You know, that that could help, you know, help sway you. I mean, and, and he's got several guys that will have had that experience that might fit in. All right, Bob, uh, we appreciate it. Yeah, Rory, eh, ruining the homecoming for Rob McIntyre at the Scottish Open. Couldn't believe it. But anyway, Rory's <laughs> back in the winner's circle, and he's qualified his spot for Team Europe. Mate, Bob, we appreciate you coming on the show and talking about uh, the Ryder Cup. I cannot wait for it to take place. It's only a couple of weeks away, and uh, we're looking forward to it, mate. Uh, a bit early, a bit early for predictions, so we won't give you that one. We'll get you back on closer to the time once it commences. Bob, thank you so much. Look forward to it. Have a great day, guys. Thank you. There is Bob Herrick talking about the Ryder Cup and talking about there's a lot of pieces of the puzzle. Potentially it'll be easy for teams and players and captains to go and pick the best of the best, but there is a format and there is a, a, a you know formula that needs to be involved with this golf. With all the different formats, best ball, you know, best stroke play, individual match play, there are so many different moving puzzles there's actually a lot that needs to fall into place here, Kimpy. And and I think he was making that point that it could be played in a in a parking lot, mm. um, given the fact that there's more strategy, I, I suppose, than golf that needs to be played over here on each hole individually. Um, mm. Made the right the Ryder Cup. It's the but one of the biggest sports up in Europe when when it kicks off. Um, my time up there, spending seven years up there in the UK, every year Ryder Cups on, mate. Just the the towns would shut down. People would just, 
you know, get behind their tallies, watch it, um, mm. support their teams. And some of the match play is unbelievable, Some how it plays out. So, you know, the thing with it too is they actually get right into it, you know, and I've noticed oh, over passionate. the years now the families are getting into it, you know, following the, following the husbands around playing and just the emotion involved. So it'll be another great one. It'll be another great one this year. Um, can the Europeans do it, seeing it's up there? That's... Uh, debatable against an American side that's on fire. Uh, who do they pick? The Americans, mate. They can choose one of a, a thousand players to put play on that American team at the moment. I think they, I think they do have the wood on the Europeans, but you never know with the Ryder Cup. It does throw up some, uh, some, some, some curlies, doesn't it? Well, be interesting to see if they go Brian Harmon, uh, Ricardo, after winning the Open. Hadn't won for six years. Do you pick it? I think you got to, you got to pick, you got to pick guys that are hot, right? You got to pick guys that are on form. That, that are in the groove at the moment. So, yeah, I think so. I think you pick it, man. And, and uh, I, I think, especially for those, you know, you've got that core of guys who've got the tournament experience. We'll surround those guys with guys who's, you know, who, who are going well. And then and you've got a mixture of form and experience. All you Ryder Cup enthusiasts out there, double eight, double three, we're going to announce our dream team for the Ryder Cup. Kippy's got USA. No surprises here. He's got all the superstars, and I'll just dig deep and give you my uh, six, including myself. I'm team captain, team dag, team Europe, and I'll name five golfers for my dream team that can be a part of that going forward. If you've got some dream teams, send them through. Dagostino, that's what we're calling him, Dagostino. So he's more European. <laughs> No, Dagasteros. Oh, Dagasteros. Dagasteros, sorry. <laughs> All right, we've got Paulie Moati coming up, and then we've got that dream team. So plenty left for our show today. You're listening to Izzy Kempe for breakfast. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse, the home of big brand fragrances, vitamins at the lowest prices every day.